What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. And, of course, joining me here on The Booch Cast, the man who is here for this uh, insane week. Uh, he's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Absolutely. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Booch Cast, the one, the only, the broke soul is ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude and dudette? This is me, the broke soul is ginger, Zach Scott. Generally speaking, I'm not that broke. 
joke, Vinny, before we start this whole thing, what do you think about tonight's card, sir? I thought it was very interesting. Uh, There's going to be parts I liked, parts I didn't like. But before we get into this, I'm going to make one little detour here. It's not going to be long. Uh, some of you are listening to this AEW recap. You're probably asking yourself the question, uh, Booch, y'all didn't do NXT last night. No, we did not. And no, we didn't. The reason we didn't have an NXT recap is because I was sick as fuck and could barely function. Um, I will talk more about that at a later date, but I am slightly better now. Um, you know, still got a few things I'm dealing with, but I'm at least able to sit at my desk. I sit at my desk, podcast HQ, and talk into a microphone, which I couldn't do yesterday. So that episode of NXT will be recap. It'll be recap next week, and we'll just combine the two and do a big NXT show for next week. So that's what's gonna happen here. But we do have AEW, so we're gonna jump into this. And of course, they're in Houston, Texas. And of course, on the commentary we have legendary Tony Schiavone, the Hall of Famer Jim Ross, and the racist Excalibur. And we kick things off with our first official match of the evening, a quarterfinal match in the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. Samoa Joe goes one-on-one with the Joker, which is supposed to be the surprise appearance. And the surprise appearance is none other than uh, Johnny Elite, who as we know him by his Christian name, John Morrison. Well, I was sitting outside at work, and as soon as uh, Samoa Joe came out, Benny, can you help me please for a second? Sure. Joe's got one, two, three. Joe's got to kill, kill you. Joe's gonna, gonna kill, kill you. And he came out there, and people were like, Joe, 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 Joe. And I was thinking, you know who I thought was gonna come out? And you're gonna hate me for who I'm about to say. Okay. Kenny Beta. It you was got- in the back of my head. It was, but all of a sudden, I didn't recognize whose theme was it. A month long says Johnny Elite, and I was outside. I walk. I go, whoa! And my boss was rolling by at the time, just shook his head and walked away. I was like, <laughs> but this right here was actually really, really good. I thought it was, it was good. It was good. It was back and forth, physicality. Even though Samoa Joe won, at least Johnny Elite, aka John Morrison, did not get buried. Benny. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. I love that John Morrison is an AEW. I, I, it's interesting that he's calling himself Johnny Elite, and it's kind of cool. Um, because Johnny always adjusts his name to whatever organization he's in. But um, here's my issue: is Johnny Elite shows up in AEW, crowd's going crazy, everybody's happy to see him there. Why debut Johnny Elite and not have him win? That makes no sense to me because Samoa Joe wins this match. Then of course we have Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh, who nobody get who I God bless them. They're trying to get people to give a fuck about this guy. They don't. Or he's basically Kali 2.0, and they beat the hell out of Joe with a lead pipe. Then the best friends come out to save him, but the damage has been done. So you're basically destroying Johnny Elite's debut to forward a storyline that literally nobody gives a shit about. I don't know one AEW fan that gives a single fuck about this feud. It does nothing for the company. And Samoa Joe is going to be locked in a feud with Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt and Kali 2.0. Why not have Johnny Elite win, have him advance the tournament, and have Samoa Joe focus on the on the Three Stooges. Makes no sense to me. So I give it, you didn't really like this. I liked the match, but I hated the finish. Yeah. I genuinely hated the finish. I thought that was a stupid way to end it. You're debuting a really big name who everybody knows and loves, and not only does he not win the match, he's an afterthought because of a goddamn feud that, again, nobody gives a shit about. But the ma- as far as the match itself, I was, was enjoying good. it. Yeah, it was a good opening, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was good so. up until the finish. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. And then on that note, we cut to the backstage area 
oh, where the, the dumb fucks confront the Hardys backstage, who just got the news that Jeff is medically cleared to wrestle. The Bucks warn Jeff that he should take the night off because Cole will hurt him. Both he and Matt take exception with Matt calling them whiny little bitches and, you know, clones of the Hardys and everything else. And then the Bucks basically, you know, trying to act tough, but they're not tough, as the Hardys pointed out. So, ugh. <laughs> Overall, I hated this segment, but I love the fact that the Hardys said some true shit about the Bucks. That uh -huh. they are a clone of the Hardys. And the thing about the Bucks is, again, they're wannabe tough guys. There's nothing badass about them at all. Um, look at the way they dress. Yeah, they they have no fashion sense. They have no intimidation. They have no talent. They're a joke, and they're a disgrace to the business. They wish. They really, really, truly wish they were as good as the Hardy Boys. Especially when Jeff stood up and says, like, would you guys stop being Christian AF? And as Susie said that right there, not kind of, but it was pretty funny. And Matt Hardy, like you said, basically, like, you guys are nothing but little bitches just trying to be like us. Basically, just fuck off. And what, But here in the end, real soon, once again, yet again, and we're going to see it one more time when I don't want to see it just as much as you don't. We're going to see the dumb fucks going against the Hardy Boys for the gazillionth fucking time. I didn't like this, but I thought at the end it was pretty funny what Matt Jeff said to that, the uh, dipshits. Exactly. I know some people out there are going to say, well, we, we haven't seen AEW. Here's a question I'm going to ask everybody else out there. What's that? What the fuck do you think the Bucks and the Hardys are going to show us in AEW that we didn't see in Ring of Honor? Because guess what? They can bring... They're the bull, the same, the same old shit they did in Ring of Honor. They basically brought to AEW. True. To me, it's intriguing to see what are they going to do in a WWE ring when you actually have to tell a fucking story in the ring. That's a challenge, ladies and gentlemen. Base world it is. And guess what? They're just going to mm. go out there and do. They're going to go out and do the same shit they did in mm -hmm. the fucking Ring of Honor. Of the only they difference did. is I don't know which team's going over, but if it's not the Hardys, I don't want to fucking see it. Same here as well, sir. Because I don't know. I mean, I know that those the dumb. Fucks are straight, but I seriously wonder if they're closetly gay. They're not gay. Oh, no. They're they're Christian but AF. I... That automatically disqualifies them from being. But bitch, bitch, because look at the way they wear. Ah, fuck it. Never mind. Moving on. Yeah, Zach. There are plenty of people who dress stupid. Doesn't make them gay. Okay. okay. Moving on. Yes, moving on. So on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We have Kanosuke Takashita versus Hangman Page. Okay, I thought this was actually really good, but I've never seen the other dude before. Venny, you're probably better at this. Now, do you have any idea who this other guy is? I don't know, and I don't care. Did you enjoy this at all? No, I didn't enjoy this match, and I'm going to tell you exactly why I didn't enjoy this. Because it's oh, Hangman Adam Page being okay. put in a throwaway match that does nothing for him. This is, and, here, and here's the thing that really bothers me with AEW, that really irks me, is that they keep putting every wrestler on a level. I am sick and tired of watching big stars get in the ring with random nobodies and get taken to the limit. I fucking hate that shit, okay? I like seeing stars dominate. That's what I want to see. I want to see a world champion act like a fucking world champion. And I haven't seen that from the hangman since he won it. Like I said, right. the way he's been booked is garbage. Yeah. The way he's presented himself from time to time has been garbage. And I don't know if it's Adam's fault or creative's, creative's fault. But either way, the fact that Adam Page isn't out there whooping ass and giving cowboy shit is ridiculous. Yeah, he won the match. But it took him a long time to beat a random nobody who probably came from New Japan and Hangman Adam Page, who's supposed to be the world
world champion, the top guy, the man, is taking forever to fight this guy. This is and this is a thing that wrestling that they, these guys don't understand is they're trying to make everybody on a level playing field because they want they want it to be all for one and one for all. That ain't how you run a wrestling company. There are stars and there are underlings. That's how you separate the stars from the underlings. If everybody's wrestling and giving five star matches and on the same level playing field, you have no stars if everybody's alike. If all y'all look alike, there's no star. That's the problem. You don't have stars. You just have wrestlers. And wrestlers are like factory workers in an assembly line. You pull one out, you can throw another guy right there to keep moving. Stars are irreplaceable. Wrestlers aren't. That's very, very true. I mean, I obviously agree with you. I mean, I really did enjoy the match, and it should have gone as long as it did, like you said there, man. But in the end, Hangman and Page won. But after the match, you uh, saw CM Punk and Hangman and Page had a little confrontation. I thought at first they were going to swing, uh, like, like duke it out. But as far as I know, at uh, double or nothing, CM Punk is going to win that title because he's inside Hangman and Page's head. Because the whole time, CM Punk was, like, was smiling and grinning, and Hangman and was getting frustrated. I was like, uh-oh. I was like, I don't know. All they did was stare each other down. Yeah, I know, but did you see that Hangman was frowning, but CM Punk was fucking with him? Yeah. Literally. Yeah, it's stupid. The whole thing was stupid. Okay, one minute, they're having a world title match. The next minute, Adam Page is cutting almost a borderline heel promo, and then there's no physicality. There's no trash talking. Adam Page is basically being the same nutless coward that he was leading up to the championship. It's like, I'm sorry, I, I was under the impression once he beat Kenny Omega and won the world title, he got his balls back. Well, apparently they dropped off again. I don't know about that. I do. Not to me. Dude's getting in my face, trying to get all badass. I'm going to smack the shit out of you. Storyline? It's shitty. Uh, well, I enjoyed it. Just, just, you might as well just hand punk the title now. Don't even give us a match. Oh, hey, in the end, we'll see a double or nothing. Maybe they will surprise us both. I'm sure the match will be whatever, but the buildup is the shit. I'd rather just hand the belt to Punk now and not even have the pay-per-view. We still got plenty of time before the big show. Really? Really? Let's see. Well, we'll see. Really? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Half okay. Day, half it's day, May fucker. 18th. Um, you know what we got? Oh, God, we got we one go. more dynamite before double or nothing. Next week's the go-home. Exactly. Maybe we'll see something better than what we saw tonight. You honestly think next week we're going to get something special? They're going to save this for the go-home. I've been wrong before, but let's see what happens. I've been J- right J- before, too. Just know, if they, do- if they don't deliver shit, I'm putting you on blast next week. Know that. You get put on blast if they don't deliver. If and if they do deliver, you can put me on blast. Fair fucking enough. Yeah, we're shaking hands right now, even though we're over the phone. Yeah, alright. Motherfucker. Then we cut to this, then we cut to um, the most anticlimactic promo <laughs> of the whole fucking night. Fuego Del Sol, the biggest jobber in the company. Uh, yeah. I give him credit. He's trying. He does try, but it's not gonna work in the end. And then he comes out and he got some backup in the form of the Dark Order. That's true. And we're going to challenge the House of Black on Rampage. Why don't you do it tonight? I believe that's when me shit turns purple and smells like rainbow sherbet. Smells like rainbow sherbet. That was the dumbest. Oh, my God. The Bitch. Dark Order. It's like, okay, it's the comedy guys against the worst faction in wrestling history. Benny, you're all right. This House of Black shit starting to piss me off. They haven't done shit. I like them. I love it. I love the dark, eerie, mysterious, fucked up shit, but they haven't done a goddamn thing. What the they fuck? Haven't. They haven't. And I like, and I like Buddy Murphy. I do. I know you don't, but I do. Yeah. Mm. 
we'll see. But 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 let's see what happens. It's AEW. Maybe they're gonna do some. If not, they need to do something. See, so here's the problem, Zach. Here's the forward. problem, Zach. Here's the problem, Zach. Before you, there used to be a gentleman on here that did the AEW shows with me. You know how many Alex? times that man told me, "Let's watch and see what happens." Several. Yeah, they with Adam Page, too. he was like, "Oh, let's watch and see what happens, Vinny." I know you use the WWE and getting instant gratification, but here we do slow <laughs> burn storylines. Trust me, Adam Page gonna get over. It's gonna be a slow burn. Watch <laughs> oh, when he gets the title. Out. Watch what happens when he gets the title. Do you know how badly he's eating his words right now? Probably because he told oh. me last time I talked to him he didn't even watch the show. Exactly. The man is eating crow with humble pie for desserts. Um, real quick question: What's what the fuck? Hear what I'm about to say, Vinny. What the fuck is going on in the wrestling business right now? It's, Seriously, it's going to hell in a handbasket because you got what people who that? don't know how to book wrestling. No, they don't. And you have wrestlers do who don't understand the art of psychology and storytelling. Oh my god! They're more interested in acrobatics and diving out of the ring. That's and there are some people out there who actually is. think that's what wrestling is. It's not. And they get bored if they see anything else. I was a little bored tonight, but all right, all right, okay, 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 okay. Moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Yeah, we got the next match of the evening. We want to call it. We that. want to call it that. <laughs> we got Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee versus the Work Horsemen. <laughs> Did he? Um, no. 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 This was, what, not even a minute? I don't know how long it was. I just know it wasn't interesting at all. It wasn't. Did you even watch it? Well, obviously I watched it, but it I was, was at just, the point. I was like, okay. You blinked. Uh, it was over. Pretty fucking much. Waste of goddamn time. Waste of time. It was. I mean, this was a waste of time. And then Keith Lee grabs the mic and says they became a top five ranked tag team by winning this match. So out comes Starks and Hobbs. Ricky gets called a bar of soap by Swerve. Out comes Jurassic Express. Christian tells Ricky to shut the hell up. He reveals that they challenged both teams to the World Tag Team Championships at double or nothing. So it will now be a triple threat match with Jurassic Express versus Starks and Hobbs versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Not a triple threat for attack for titles. I'm going your route again. Why? Why? Because we gotta get everybody on the card, Zach. Everybody's gotta get on the card. Everybody has to wrestle because Every wrestler is special. This is not fucking special. Don't get me wrong. I love fucking gesture special with the titles, but if I pick them, I don't think it's as much as I don't want to say this. It's not time for Swerve Strickland, Swerve Scott, and um, Keith Lee to have the tag team titles. Unless you think so, I think it should go to Ricky Starks to power our house, but Ricky Starks has that other title. This makes no fucking sense. I just know oh. I'm ready for Jurassic Express to be done with these tag belts. Yeah, I, I agree. And then I, I, I'd rather see them on Strickland and Lee at this point. Hell, mm-hmm. in a perfect world, I would love for FTR to have the belts. Ding, 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 ding. But ding, it doesn't ding, look ding. like they're getting the shot anytime soon. Because again, they don't know how to book an AEW. Oh, well, quick question for you, even though it's a stupid question. Who would you rather see the titles around? The Dump Fox or Drexler Express? Jurassic Express? What kind of fucking dumbass question was that? That's all I need to fucking hear. Moving on. Oh my. Anyway. <laughs> um, we cut to the backstage of Red Velvet with Tony Schiavone, who Jay Carkill tells him to cut the shit again. They do so. Penny, um, um, you're going to hate me. Uh, disclaimer. Well, the views of Vince about to be expressed belong solely to Zach Scott. They do never put the views of the Boochcast or its affiliate. Jay Carhill, I hate you. You need to go back to wherever place you came from, from another fucking planet. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised we haven't heard about your sex change. But that's not the point. I don't like this promo. Every time I see here, I get sick to my 
fucking stomach. I hate her just as much as I hate the other person in WWE. But no, this promo sucked. It was good until she showed up and cut the shit. Fuck you. You cut your shit and go back to wherever the fuck you came from, Jay Carhill. Suck my fucking red ginger dick. Magically delicious. So anyway, uh, let's move on. Damn right it is. So anyway, um, <laughs> so after we get after we get past this abortion, um, out comes MJF, and he nearly vomits trying to say Houston, Texas. This was good. He expresses enthusiasm to give Wardlow ten lashes, who gets escorted out by security and no music. The lashes begin, and Wardlow barely reacts. MJF flips out before being held back by Spears. Spears gets a couple in. He has one more left. Start chanting Wardlow. MJF kicks him in the balls. MJF then punches him and knocks him out of the diamond diamond ring. I mean, I knew this was going to happen. And like, MJF, he's a big guy, but Wardlow's bigger. He was just taking it. He was like, yeah, all right. And then at the end, it's like, okay. Then you automatically knew that uh, that Maxwell was going to, you know, kick him in the nuts. And I knew this was going to come from my way, but this was actually highly entertaining. But I did like the part where MJF tried to say Houston, Texas. But it was pretty funny. Real quick. Sorry, Houston, Texas. Go Braves. Penny, go ahead. Okay. All right. I'm sure there's a lot of people on the internet who found this enjoyable i didn't i'm gonna tell you why first of all i was not a fan of the 10 lashes thing to begin with i thought it was a copy of cody rhodes i wish they would have done something different done more unique shit but instead the same thing i also love the fact that mjf had to come out and go if warlow lays a hand on me you don't get your your contract you don't get your match and you don't get your aw contract or whatever or whatever the fuck even though they should have specified that before they gave out these stipulations and never mind the fact Wardlow already signed a contract for this match. Did they not sign a contract last week? They did sign a contract just in general. Yeah. And nowhere in that contract did it stipulate that Wardlow could not touch MJF for the pay-per-view. Or have his own entrance music. Well, no, 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 no. The entrance music thing was MJF's choice because he's still MJF's employee. So he has the right to say MJF has no music. I mean, that Wardlow has no music. My point is, they didn't stipulate in the contract that he couldn't touch MJF for the pay-per-view. They conspicuously left that part out. They had to bring it up here so Wardlow didn't have an excuse not to whoop his ass, even though the motherfucker was in handcuffs, so he couldn't whoop his ass. And he's whooping him, and it's nothing's happening. Only on the ninth one did he actually, like, sting a little bit. Now, I know this was probably comedic, and it was funny and all that, that Wardlow barely reacted to the lashes. Trying to show his dominant. Yeah, but here's the thing. Mm. Warlow's already established that he's dominant. Mm-hmm. The whole point of MJF's stipulations like this is to belittle and berate his opponent. To make him look weak for a moment before going in the match. Like when Cody got those 10 lashes, it was fucking painful to watch. Like, Cody sold that shit like crazy. Like Cody was feeling the pain, getting in MJF's face, MJF daring him to hit him, and Cody's like saying, finish it, finish it. One time he literally dropped to his knees and fell to the floor and you had Brandy and Dustin everybody motivating him to get up and get up and finish it they knew he had to get those lashes to get his revenge which he ultimately didn't get which was fucking bullshit but this was just a waste I might I mean you could have did without this like I might like like the whole 10 lashes thing I thought was dumb I don't like the fact they copied it and it basically made Wardlow go eh this don't bother me like Mm. it was it's one of those things where it was funny in the moment but overall I would like they came up with something different you know, MJF has an opportunity to humiliate his opponent and 
He couldn't catch a break with it. They had to finally kick him in the balls and knock him out with a dynamite diamond ring while he was handcuffed. Like, this should have been an opportunity for MJF to really get the upper hand. But it took a cheap shot to do it. It was just boring. Okay. I have nothing else to say. Moving on. Yeah. Okie dokie. And then, um, Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero are backstage. Apparently, they had a tag team called Rapanji Vice. And they're challenging FTR. What? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, Lenny. Are the words later skidded? What the fuck? Okay. Uh, I don't understand to do with the eye patch. And Trent Beretta was like, okay, and they're going to challenge FTR for the Ring of Honor titles. This uh, promo was boring, and how's the other guy going to wrestle with a one eye? With I, I don't know. I don't care. This is stupid. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Okay, yeah we're going to move on to the next match of the evening here. We have another Owen Hart Foundation tournament match. Kyle O'Reilly versus Ray Phoenix. Meh. Eh. Meh. It was okay. There was a botch. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I don't know who tried. I think it was uh, Ray Phoenix trying to do one of his fucking spot monkey kicks, and you you missed it by a second. But some strange reason he didn't really hit Kyle. Kyle, did you see that? No, I didn't catch that. I caught that. I could be wrong. Look back at it. But then again, it was just not really that exciting. I mean, I like Ray Phoenix, but he is kind of a circus act. But it was just bam, bam, wanky, bam, done. One, two, three. Kyle Riley runs by submission, which was weird. Did that look odd? Um, yeah, Kyle Riley based. Basically, catches an arm bar and hooks the leg. This is a weird submission thing, but either way, he got, got, he got to tap out. He got him to tap out. He, he got the win, and I, I figured uh, they're calling him on Wrestling Zone KOR, which makes sense. Rightfully so, KOR won, rightfully so. I mean, it was just, bleh. it was there, it was exciting, it wasn't, it was exciting, it wasn't. I was like, okay, we need to get this done with. So, moving on. So, we move on, we catch, um, we have Jericho and Regal for their confrontation. Uh, the JAS cuts out the Judas music early. Jericho verbally attacks Regal for being an addict before he goes down the gauntlet. He wants Eddie to call his girl for him. He calls Daniels Danielson a nerd and tells him sooner or later he'll enter a program like Mox had to. Regal gets on the mic and says he hit a few home truths about his past or something that kept him going through though since he met Jericho in 97. He says regularly took Jericho's toothbrush, stuck it up his bum. He goes for Garcia. Jericho's ready to challenge the BBC to a stadium stampede match. Mox cuts him off. He ain't doing that bullshit. He wants anarchy. Instead, a riff gets caused with Eddie Kingston and Brian Daniels. This was actually fantastic fantastic but one problem it was a little too long did you think so yeah it was a little too long it was good like how many times have we said both of us chris jericho's not good as a face he's better as a heel and he's a heel he's ruthless on the fucking mic and once again one thing i don't like is him giving mox crap about his alcohol problems like you prick but it's in the script which i don't think chris jericho actually means but once again this it was it was okay it was okay and well regal needs to get eddie kingston and danny but I'm going to troll and Eddie Kingston needs to lay off the cheeseburgers. Here's the thing. Jericho was amazing with his promo. He was. He hit he hit he hit close to home. It's what a heel has to do. He has to get his heat. He talked about Regal being an addict. Mox having the alcohol problem. Those are all true things. Danielson being a nerd. Eddie Kingston. All this other stuff. I'm gonna throw a fireball in your face because I'm a wizard. And somehow I was able to pull that off. And just going down the gauntlet of insults. Regal, in my opinion, could have done better. I felt Regal gave a half-ass promo. I took your toothbrush and stuffed it up and shoved it up my bum. You could have said something a little bit more. Yeah, it was stupid. You could have cut some promos, got in deep on Jericho. Like, I would like to have seen some real anger and stuff. Even Jericho ended with, I'll just piss in your tea again. 
I was just about to tell you that. I was like, well, he Jericho did come back from a from a classic mode back in the WWF days. Yeah, because Jericho I mean, did that you, before. I mean, Real Regal could have done a better promo. I hundred percent agree, but you were right. This was actually good. It was just a little too long. Well, I did. I, I did like Moxley's part because yeah, I did like Moxley's and I like Eddie's too. Yeah, because what I liked about Moxley is when he said, "We're not doing that bullshit," because nobody likes the Stadium Stampede match. I do. I like the Stadium Stampede match. Here's the thing. The match only needed to happen one time. Ooh, no. And that one time was at Double or Nothing 2020. And the only reason that match worked was because it was the pandemic and it did a lot of social distancing. So they couldn't do the Blood and Guts match that they wanted to do. But we eventually got the Blood and Guts match later down the road. We were supposed to have it originally with the Inner Circle and the Elite. But it eventually became the Inner Circle and the Pinnacle. What I would like to see at Double or Nothing mm-hmm. is them bring back the blood and guts match. In fact, when Moxley did that, I wish he had handed the belt to William Regal and he could have said blood and guts. Just like how in NXT he went, War Games! I would have preferred that because that's a match that works. It's five on five, just like the match. Although sometimes it can be four on four. They just bring in five. Whatever the fuck, I don't care. You bring in five guys, five guys, have the match. Mm-hmm. Submission or surrender. And make it a bl- make that the match for the night. That would kick so much ass if they did a War Games style match instead of Stadium Stampede. This would be way better. Okay. Um, I have nothing to say. Moving uh, on. Hold on. There's another part of this we got to talk about still. That what? is the fact that they turned Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson got into a riff with each other when they were like, oh yeah, I remember when he called him like, he said Eddie Kingston was lazy. He called Daniel Bryan a judgmental prick. I don't know Eddie just went, looked at Brian and went, you are. What's the point? Because both of them actually are. No, I'm saying like, he, Eddie, he said Brian Danielson is a judgmental prick. He's like... Yeah, he is. What's the point? Doesn't mean doesn't mean we both still want to kick your ass. I don't think about that Eddie King didn't run from that. He goes, I'm hiding from that. You are a judgmental prick. Will somebody call me an asshole? I was like, yes, I know I am. Like, like yeah, remember, Vinny, you called Zach an asshole one time. He is. <laughs> doesn't mean I won't kick your ass if you start a fight with us. I'll go never start that, a fight. That ain't going to change that. But, no, of course. But I'm saying, now it looks like Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson are going to get into it. So we'll see if that causes any issues. But now we can move on to the next match of the evening. God help us all. Oh, my God. This was horrible. Uh, another another <laughs> match in the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. <laughs> Britt Baker versus Maki Ito. Yeah, who the fuck is that? Ready? <laughs> uh, I quit. Did you beat you ready? <laughs> Did you beat you ready? Yes. Why is this bitch singing? Why is this bitch singing? <laughs> I'm having heart palpitations. Heart palpitations. I had to hear that shit throughout the entire goddamn match. Gator literally called me and would not shut the fuck up. He would not shut up. (laughs) He's like, this is worse than the bitch who wears the pajamas. I don't want to say nothing about this. This was horrible. This was evil. This was atrocious. Vinny, go ahead. One thing real quick. Oh, AW, may God have mercy on your soul. God, this, the singing was horrible. Like, it's like if Yoko Ono became a wrestler. And the question, this is evidently the question. I wonder why I drink sometimes at the atrocious bullshit that I have to watch. Fuckers. Yeah, it's for goddamn ridiculous. How bad it's is fucking it? horrible, man. I mean, I was like, I was psyched up. I was like, who? Who is it? Oh, yeah, this fucking person comes out. I'm like, who the fuck are you? And of course, like somebody said, I was ready to throw things. I was mad. I was I was punching my fucking pillow. I was like, you stupid. 
fuck you for this. Moving on. I mean, she 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 made a few appearances like back in the day. Like last year, she was in. She was um Britt Baker's mystery partner tag team match at Revolution. Um, he was in a women's title eliminator tournament. She hadn't really done much. I think she was on Dark Elevate. Oh, who gives a fuck? She but she hadn't really done much on AEW TV. So she just happened to show up as the Joker for the women's match and. This to me, that was a wasted Joker. This was a hard. This was entirely wish of a good card. Yeah, I would. I would prefer they debuted like Dakota Kai or something. That would have been a great well, thing to do. I was excited. I was like, "Who is it?" And she pops up like, oh, "God!" Like I said before, and who the fuck are you? Three yes. words for this match: there, Michigan Dewey Coast. Is this what the fuck? Okay, moving on. All right, and we got. Oh dear God, help me. <laughs> Tony Schiavone goes center of the ring to hype AEW Double or Nothing, <laughs> but out comes Serena Deeb. She said she heard what he said last week. Why doesn't he think she can't beat Thunder Rosa? Um, he said that I predicted that Thunder Rosa would win. I never said you couldn't beat her. I just gave a prediction that she would win. She's sick of that. And she also heard what Dustin had to say. The natural comes out and he asks her because. Apparently, Dustin, for those who don't know, is a mentor and a friend and trainer to Thunder Rosa. So Serena D wants to know why you think I can't beat Thunder Rosa and then basically says, you don't have the balls to answer my question. She eventually slaps him in the face. Thunder Rosa comes out. Rosa charges at D. Dustin holds her back. Rosa, you know, in a fit of rage, elbows Dustin so he can fight. But then she checks on Dustin. Deeves hits her with the title belt and walks away. Uh, I don't know about this from the sound of it, you're not happy with this, so I did enjoy this. You went too long. Uh, Vinny, go ahead. Okay. Uh-oh. Serena Deeb said that Dustin Rhodes did not have the balls to answer her question. You Based on it. what I saw in this segment, she's a thousand percent right. The natural has no balls. Literally, this woman is yelling at him. He is clearly taller than this woman. He is clearly stronger than this woman. He could snap this bitch in half like a fucking twig. And yet he is standing in the ring, allowing this bitch to dress him down. And as I mentioned before, this is a growing trend that is happening a lot in wrestling, sports entertainment, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's professional wrestling. This point might as well be sports entertainment. Might as well be at this point because this is where goddamn ridiculous. I have said it before. I will say it again till I am blue in the face. I don't give a fuck who it offends. If you're a grown motherfucking man and you allow a woman who is not your mother to talk to you that way with no repercussions, verbal or physical, you are not a gentleman. You're a fucking doormat. You are a pathetic excuse for a man. Take your man card out of your fucking wallet and pass it forward. Tuck your dick between your legs and rub peanut butter all over yourself. You ain't a fucking man and I am sick and tired of having to see storylines where this shit happens I said it before and I'll say it again have a woman slap me in the face she ain't making it out of the building alive it will take the entire fucking locker room to stop me from choking that bitch in fact, I'll be the first person to say in any locker room, with any booker who thinks that's a good idea, I'm not doing that. The only way I will agree to be, to, I would agree in any wrestling organization for a woman to slap me is if after she slaps me, 
she runs out of the ring. She slaps me, she gets out of the ring, she gets the hell out of Dodge to where I can't get my hands on her. If you're slapping me and you're still standing in front of me, it's gonna be a fight. Well, knowing you, you probably would get deserved to be smacked. Here's the thing. I'm not even saying that if I was in a fight with the girl, I'm not saying she can't whoop my ass. She might be she might be a strong enough woman to whoop my ass, but I'm gonna say this. You slap me in the face, we gonna find out. Yeah, that I agree. It's like, I, like, like, I said that to any man too. You I'm hit me. I want to hit back. There's going to be a fight. Now, fight. just to be clear, I am not saying that I'm going to win the fight. You might be able to beat me, but we go damn sure going to find out. I ain't the person to get hit and just fucking stand there. And I think it makes you a pussy if you do. So congratulations, you made Dustin look like a fucking pussy. Because she's in that ring telling him she ain't got the balls to answer a question. They're acknowledging that he's a fucking failure because he basically is. And I like Dustin Rhodes, but let's be honest. He ain't got a lot of wins in AEW. He ain't accomplished a lot in AEW. This is a guy who is a legend who can still go, who claims that the gold dust gimmick was embarrassing and humiliating, even though he accomplished more as gold dust than he has as the natural. Fact. Goldust, he accomplished more. But now, I'm going to be the natural. I'm going to be myself. Well, yourself ain't doing a damn good job. He's been there three years. Tell me how it's working out for him. It sucked, don't it? Yes, it I, does. I don't see a single title around this man's waist. At least when he was really Goldust, he was Intercontinental Champion. And tag Team Champion, too. What the fuck's he got What the fuck's he got over here? Pathetic. And Serena Deep talking about all the sacrifices she made. Okay, that's great. I had to get implants to please a bunch of perverts. I shaved my head. Vinny, go ahead. Like, congratulations. This is crazy. How many friends of our, uh, ours are bald? Yeah, a lot. I'm just saying it's whoop-de-doo. You shaved your head. I, I saw this problem. It's like, big deal. And you had to sit there and humiliate the man and Dustin didn't do anything about it. Dude, you just look like a bitch and fuck you, Serena D for talking. I don't like her. And of course, Tony Schiavone has to look like a pussy too. Fucking <sighs> ridiculous. It's horrible. Moving on? Yeah. Okie dokie. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our main event of the evening. This is the semifinal match in the Owen Hart tournament. Jeff Hardy, the king of trampoline wrestling with Matt Hardy versus Adam Cole, Bay Pussy. <laughs> My sentiments exactly. I, I wanted to enjoy this, but frankly, I really want to get on the phone with you so I can have my own time and drink the rest of what I have. Like we said before in AEW, what's been going on recently. Good start, shitty finish. So on that, folks, I'm going to go turn off the phone. I'm going to go take a nice long piss and drink a and uh, grab a beer. Uh, Vinny, have fun. Oh, do you leave it now? No, 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 no. I'm just going to go on mute for a minute. Okay, I don't really know what that's going to do because, well, hey, I, ain't got a lot, I ain't gonna really have a lot to say here other than this match went exactly how I thought it would. Just a bunch of just a bunch of spots, a bunch of meaningless bullshit, um, waste of fucking time. Adam Cole advances. I guess it's a good thing because, obviously, I would rather have Adam Cole advance than Jeff Hardy, but unfortunately, we had to get through this bullshit match to make it happen. Then, what do we do? We have another stupid moment where it looks like Adam Cole's gonna attack Matt Hardy. Matt goes to talk shit and everything and then uh, then the Bucks come out and the Hardy stare down the Bucks and Adam Cole does this double clothesline that's somehow able to knock out both Hardy boys which doesn't look believable because Adam Cole does not possess the upper body strength necessary to do running double clotheslines. 
empty. That's the kind of shit you do with big muscular people. Problem is, there's no place in wrestling today for big muscular people. They like the people who have the physique of the everyday man. Because it makes the marks feel better about themselves. Because apparently, the better looking you are and the more in shape you are, the more nobody likes you. Agreed. Because ugly people hate attractive people. That's the way it goes, ladies and gentlemen. So... Yeah, I agree. Sorry about that video. I just had to go take a leak and grab me something. Remember what you told me? Turn off the fu- turn off the so you can't hear me. Yeah, exactly. that's what I was doing. So, but otherwise than that, man, uh, yeah, this car wasn't that bad. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Set the atrocious Brett Baker Master CJ Carhill. Not sorry about that. But go ahead. And then just when we thought this shit couldn't get any worse, you got Darby Allen and Sting. And Darby that. Allen runs out to the ring. He's already beaten the shit out of everybody. Sting slowly, briskly walks to the ring. Like, no sense of urgency from Sting. Sting's gonna get to the ring Hawaiian time. What does um, that mean? It means he gets there when he gets there. Fuck. Sting's, not in, to to, Sting's not in a rush to save the day. Well, to tell you the truth, I didn't see this. I guess it got my the YouTube TV cut off. Yeah. I didn't see that at all. Well, Sting yeah. comes in the ring. He starts fighting everybody off. Oh, and then sense. he's, they try to hit him with a chair. That don't work. He takes everybody <laughs> out. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the dumb fuck super kicks Sting. Oh, God. And now he's out. Then they put a chair around his ankle and step on the chair and pretty much snap Sting's ankle. And that pretty much wraps up this goddamn show. Um, I'm going to go Keenan and Kale for a second. Why? Are you fucking kidding me? Could he just edit it just like just Adam Cole going out there to Yay, I won, bravo, just walk away to cut his end. Boom, it's ended. I did not see that, Vinny. I really didn't. It cut off on me, I guess. I don't know what happened. I didn't, I, I guess you were watching it live. I wasn't. I was at work, so. Yeah, my apologies was... on that there, Boochcast fans. I didn't, did broke soul scissors and not see that part. That's not my fault. No, it's fine. You didn't see it. You didn't see it. But Was it atrocious? It was horrible. It was horrible. I was the worst thing. But yeah, so that wraps up this uh, recap of AEW here. And uh, Zach, as always, I appreciate you taking time. Very busy schedule to join me and uh, look forward to seeing you on the next one. Absolutely, absolutely, sir. I'm glad to see you feeling better. And thank you for bearing with me. And uh, I will see you next week. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Breaker. Arca. Google Podcast. Google Podcast. And iHeartRadio. And I heart radio. Thank you favorite host site. Follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash the boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel. Check out all of our great video content and hit that subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when new content will be posted. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitch. Go to Twitch TV slash the Boochcast where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next one will be Saturday, July the 30th for WWE SummerSlam. Uh, one of two ways will be happening. Either A, I'll be with uh, Buff Bagwell and doing one live from Nashville, Tennessee because we're going to be at StarCast that weekend. Or if we're not able to do it, the team here in Georgia will get together and do a watch party. So either way, we'll have something for you Saturday, July the 30th at 8 p.m. on Twitch.tv 
tv slash the booch cast also we got our live dnd show which is um um it's hitting some delays i mean i've talked to john uh recently and um he's still dealing with some issues like example he's had he had to have his house renovated because a pipe burst in his house so he's been dealing with that um so it's it's taking longer than we thought but we do plan on doing it we just you know it's like a little i know it's a carrot we keep dangling in front of you guys we're planning on making it happen also uh we got the booch cast booking battle which is on its way um between myself and elvis linsky where we're gonna use the my gm mode of w2k22 to find out who is the uh better booker man and we got another potential project coming very soon to twitch which i will reveal uh at a later date um trying to get the, the details on that figured out but once i've got it done It'll be fun. So I'll share that surprise for later. And of course, you guys can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three different levels you can donate at. Uh, the first level you can donate at is for 99 cents per month. This is for people who don't have a lot of money to spend but still want to put a little skin in the game. We know there's a lot of hardworking men and women out there. The last thing we'd ever ask you guys to do is break the bank or sacrifice a payment or feel guilt tripped or pressured into donating money that you don't have to help us here on the Boochcast. All you can do is listen to the show and share the links with people you know. You're still doing us a great service and we greatly appreciate it. But if you start to put a little skin in the game, 99 cents level is for you. Why? It's only 99 cents. You're not going to miss it, but it'll still help us out a great deal because every little bit helps the Boochcast continue to grow and thrive. Every little bit helps. Don't feel like if you're donating 99 cents, we're going to be ungrateful. We're not. We're grateful for every donation. Now, if you got a little bit more money to spend you can go to the second level if you like which is for $4.99 per month the same amount of money you would pay for a peacock subscription i know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the peacock so don't give them money give us money we got better content than peacock anyway and we got the third and final level you can donate at which is for a mere $9.99 the same amount of money we used to pay for a w network subscription here in the united states if they sold to the peacock you got nowhere to put that $9.99 $9.99 bring it over here we got better content than network and unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have to pay with a credit card or with GPay. Now, all the money we raise goes back into the show in some way or another. We used to upgrade our equipment. We used to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host, he believes they're to be paid for their hard work. Anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we'll use the rest of that money to feed this gentleman over here ramen noodles and try. I try. I swear to God, I try. To get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all. Goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>